Let's go to our last guest of the day, founder of Sacred Story Institute. Uh, has worked with EWTN's Father Robert Spitzer for uh, a number of years. Father Bill Watson joins me. Hey, Father. Hey, good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show with us. It, first of all, what a website, Sacred Story Institute. My goodness. Thank you. SacredStory.net. SacredStory.net is where you can go, friends, and it's just awesome. Uh, good stuff going there. I want to get to that, but uh, let's go way back here. The Jesuits. All right. uh, when when did you first decide you wanted to join uh, the Jesuits? Uh, it was uh, summer of my senior year in high school, and it's, uh, it's a long story. It could take up all of our eight minutes, but I'll be very short. <laughs> well, I, got, I, I, I left you more than eight minutes today, Father. I left you about 15. Oh, excellent. Very good. Yes. Uh, well, I was smoking a cigarette watching Johnny Carson. I was in the basement of my parents' house, and an ad came on for Peace Corps. <laughs> and it was the day when I went to a Jesuit high school, but this was 73. Three-quarters of the graduates in my senior class had no intention of going to college. It was just a very different era. So I had zero plans post-high school. So I see this ad for the Peace Corps, and I see the pictures of kids in Africa, and my heart was kind of just... Uh, uh, exploded. I said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go help those kids. And then as the night went on, I never got to sleep that night. It, it morphed from Peace Corps, which I couldn't do because I didn't, I wasn't a college graduate, didn't know that at the time, uh, to being a missionary. And so the very next day I went to the rector of the Jesuit high school community, Father Paul Fitter, told him I wanted to be a Marinol missionary because we got their magazine when I was growing up. Wow. And he said, well, you know, the Jesuits have a bigger mission program than the Marinals do. Hmm. And I said, I don't care. Sign me up for one of them. And <laughs> I had an uncle who was a Jesuit at the time, whom I named after. My mother was pregnant with me. Uh, his name was Bill Allen, so I'm Bill. So anyway, that's how I got into Jesuits. I was very indifferent, which Ignatius says is a very good quality for a Jesuit. That's funny. And, and you know, over the last 40 years, you've really spent that trying, trying to help people uh, you know, it, it kind of lead inner, or you're leading different programs, uh, developing Ignatian style programs to be able to help people right. learn to pray. What else? Uh, well, I, I started, uh, I, I entered to be a missionary. Uh, the very first period in Jesuit life where you do something apostolic is post philosophy studies. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to spend my time in our mission in Zambia, Africa, and they said, You're too young. Uh, to do that, and we want you to be director of campus ministry at a high school, Jesuit high school in Portland, Oregon. And I thought, oh, okay. So I get there. I am the ninth director of campus ministry in 11 years. Wow. Nothing had survived any of my predecessors. Everybody had a bad taste in their mouth about campus ministry. And so I thought I had an obligation to build a good Ignatian-based program that would survive my tenure. Uh, where we did the program, it's called the Junior Encounter. That program turned 40 last year, and it totally transformed the school. And then I did my theology in uh, on the East Coast at our school in Boston, and then I ended up at Georgetown University for 12 years. It was going to be a three-year stint, and I was hired as a chaplain, but then uh, I changed uh, title as I became building retreat programs, so I became director of retreat programs, I entered a school where there were no programs of any kind, and by the end of 12 years, I had my own suite of offices. I had a staff of five, a budget of a half a million dollars a year, and we were running programs for 1,200 people a year. 
It's incredible. So it was from uh, it was from there that I uh, launched my West Coast return with Father Spitzer at Gonzaga University. Uh, he had entered the Jesuits the year behind me, and I became vice president for mission at Gonzaga and built a bunch of programs. Did another stint with uh, working in Colombia with our province before starting Sacred Story Institute in 2012. You know, for any business, for any organization, for any uh, Catholic program, you find the need uh, out there in the world, and then you develop what it is that can fulfill that need, the solve. Uh, what's the need exactly. that you see out in the human heart today, and how does sacredstory.net solve that or help uh, mend it? Well, the need that I saw, John, is I was actually at Georgetown. I was, I, Like I said, I was only intending to be there for a few years that I was going to get a doctorate in psychology and spirituality. I stayed for 12. I started seeing the need with students at Georgetown in the programs I was doing. I was running really high-quality intensive Ignatian programs, five-day silent retreats, weekend programs. But it became clear to me that the programs were having a huge impact, but then the students would come back into a very aggressive, academic, secularized culture in the city and the university, and then anything that they had gained on the retreat all kind of just uh, evaporated. Hmm. So I thought, I need to start doing something that's going to help people in the day-to-day to hold on to a real relationship with Christ. So the, the kernel idea for Sacred Story Institute happened probably on my time in uh, Ireland. Uh, it was between 2003, 2000, excuse me, 1993, 1994, when I had to do my, my sabbatical break before my final vows. Uh, I had a conversion experience, adult conversion. People can read about it in my book, Inviting God into Your Life, which is just now going audible. In fact, in 10 minutes, nice. our newsletter goes out worldwide in our first audible book, and we'll have uh, that story in it. Uh, so it was there that I realized that I wanted to do something to create an institute to build Ignatian programs for grade schools, uh, young adults, and parishes. I got a, a doctorate at Catholic University uh, for that purpose. I specialized in the Ignatian Examination of Conscience, which is the spiritual exercises in miniature, and all of our programs at Sacred Story Institute are built in some way around this 15-minute, highly strategic, very effective prayer discipline that Ignatius developed. You know, I, I probably should have asked this at the beginning because I think there still is a lot of confusion out there on what Ignatian spirituality is. But what, what would you say, that the 30-second or minute-long definition of Ignatian spirituality? Uh, it, it, Ignatian spirituality is tied to Ignatius's conversion experience. So he was a, he was a 30-year-old soldier at the court in Madrid. He was felled by a cannonball uh, in a battle with the, with the French. He is taken to his home castle. Uh, he's recuperating. Uh, he's asked his leg to be rebroken because it wasn't set properly. He didn't think it was going to look good back in court to the ladies. And he's sitting there day after day, and he's thinking about all the vain things he's going to do when he goes back to court. He's going he's to be able to marry the, the king and queen's daughter, Isabel and Ferdinand of Spain. Uh, and he's, he's fantasizing about all of these things. And then he asked for, for novels of chivalrous romance, which are just becoming popular. It's kind of cross between a Tom Clancy novel and a Harlequin romance. And 
the knights uh, doing great things and winning the hand of the lady-in-waiting. And there was nothing in the house, and his sister-in-law, Magdalena, brought him copies of The Imitation of Christ and Stories of the Saints, and it was a book called The Golden Legend. So it was all the great miracle stories of St. Francis, Dominic, the Wolf of Gubbio, mm. things like that. So he starts fantasizing now about holy things he could do. And like, he'd go to Jerusalem like uh, Benedict and Dominic did. He could do this, he could do that. So he's there recuperating day after day, fantasizing, which we all do. I tell kids this, I tell adults, I says, you fantasize all day long, you have daydreams, and there's only two directions they go, towards vain, worldly things, towards the prince of this world, or towards holy things and the prince of light. And so one day, in a kind of a period of calm, he has an insight, obviously granted by the Holy Spirit, so he's He's focusing on his vain fantasies, and he is he finishes with them, and he's entertained when he's thinking about them, but when he sets them aside this day, he feels empty and dissatisfied. And then when he set his holy fantasies aside that day, he felt peaceful and content. And then he knew, by power of the Spirit, that the holy fantasies, because of how he felt, were the authentic ones, and that is when he started moving his life in that direction. So Ignatian spirituality is built around principles of discernment that, that enable people to mine their affective emotional states for content of spiritual directions towards the light or the dark. And so his whole spiritual exercises are built on discernment and exercises that are moving you towards the kingdom of Christ and away from the kingdom of this world. And so we're busy in the world, uh, the laity today. Uh, we got a lot going on, a lot of responsibilities. Um, I'm not a monk. I'm not a cloistered religious sister. So, uh, you know, I, we can say and dismiss, I don't have time for that. But you built sacredstory.net specifically for that and say, no, it doesn't have to be. You don't have to be a, a monk or a, a, a cloistered religious. You can live your life now, but also live these Ignatian, uh, these Ignatian um, uh, principles and exercises uh, uh, right in your own day. Yes, and our our, our motto is uh, make life a sacred story in 15 minutes a day. Mm. So it's a 15-minute prayer discipline. All of our programs teach people how to do it. Our 40-week program for adults called Sacred Story, uh, an Ignatian Path to Christ, is all about teaching people how to uh, mine the, the kind of, I call it, spiritual archaeology on your life history to figure out what's going on. The second part of the program is learning the discipline of the Ignatian Examine that I call Sacred Story Prayer. And then the whole third component of the adult program is uh, entering the spiritual world and understanding principles of spiritual discernment so you can make choices in small and large ways, or big decisions, small decisions, that will lead you towards the kingdom. Uh, we have a young adult program that we spend. We, we research our programs for their effectiveness before we launch them. So our young adult program called True Heart, which came out a year ago, uh, we gave a copy to all the focus missionaries at their conference uh, at the end of Christmas. Uh, it took four years to build, and we used uh, high schools, seminaries, young adult programs in both Latin America and North America. And uh, we launched that out. We're very excited about that program. We're building some filming uh, projects around that to help people how to use that. Uh, but the second program we built is for pre-K 
through eighth grade. Because when I was at Georgetown and I was helping students in spiritual direction or on a five-day Ignatian retreat or helping them prepare a talk for a weekend program, I discovered that the biggest challenges in their life often happened when they were very, very young. And so what I wanted to do, I wanted to find a way to uh, build a program for pre-K through eighth graders that would teach the principles of spiritual discernment. I call it Sacred Story Youth. Uh, we have a special store at our site. You can download the program if you're doing homeschooling. Teachers can download it. It's a physical program with CDs or books, or it's all downloadable in terms of PDFs and MP3s. It's a post-recess uh, program. It's a non-curricular add-on. It's about uh, uh, four to eight minutes, but it can teach children how to listen inside for what's going on for the little kids. I, you know, it's Jesus, help me know what may be happy today and what may be sad. And for the kids as they get older, fourth and fifth grade, then they start using those big words, consolation and desolation. So my goal is if children start in pre-K all the way to eighth grade doing this very simple discipline, they will have the spiritual tools to know how to make decisions before they hit that very confusing adolescent period. You've got We're resources. very excited about that program. We're really going to be pushing that program out this year in marketing. You've got resources for everyone, sacredstory.net. It's just an awesome website. Father, thank you so much for coming on and, and uh, joining us this morning. That was a great segment. Thank you, John. God bless you and bless all of your audience. Thank you. Father Bill Watson, everyone, sacredstory.net. Awesome stuff.